0: Hello everyone, it's the wow. HB Sam and Maddie, say hi. Oh, hi. <laughs> uh, we're here to talk about Rings of Power with, of course, the lovely Jenna. Hello. Um, today we're talking about season one, episode eight, the season finale called Alloyed. Um, mm-hmm. We have fucking thoughts, guys, <laughs> so just bear with us. We're going to try to get through this graciously,
1: but... Mm-hmm who knows <laughs> who yeah. knows um depends on your definition of gracefully
0: yes yeah 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 um so maddie's going to be taking us through the episode and talking points today so maddie you want us oh actually hold on let me just do a quick spoiler warning <laughs>
1: oh Ooh! we got Ooh. it within the first minute look at that we, we wow. wow
0: um warning caution this episode this podcast episode uh contains spoilers for the entire season one of lord of the rings rings of power especially season one episode eight we were talking about all the things that happened in this episode and then all bets are off uh when it comes to the movies and the canon too when we're talking about comparing both so it's
1: been over 20 years get on that shit watch the movies <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, if you haven't seen it, just like fuck right off. Like, we, yeah, you know. yes, yes, <laughs> okay, so, Maddie, well right everybody. Uh, sorry,
2: we're a little bit late to the game. Uh, I ended up moving, but it was a whiplash experience <laughs> for everyone, so <laughs> we are a little bit late. Thanks for bearing with us. Um, let's jump into the episode Fucking Alloyed. I did love the name just overall and I will segue that right into your overall thoughts um Sammy what do you think
0: uh so the only thing that I wrote for this category um this sums everything up (laughs) is so space cowboy is Gandalf Hallbrand is Sauron and the timeline is fucked got it (laughs) that's what I wrote uh so I mean that pretty much like so there were a lot of uh moments that I really liked a lot of really cool like visual things that we got um I have more question marks than anything but I will say that I sobbed like a fucking three-year-old uh when at the end when Nori leaves with um Space Cowboy so I will say that that was that I'm like okay well I can't say this show is all bad at all because it's pulling at the heartstrings for sure
2: yeah, yeah the hard foot does have your heart
1: definitely you, <laughs> Jenna overall thoughts baby I have nothing written down for overall <laughs> cool. I just oh. I'm sad <laughs> Oh, I, I don't love. know. I don't. I don't know how to describe my feelings on on the overall thoughts. To to be honest, uh, I think uh, speaking of of whiplash,
0: um, <laughs> I,
1: I feel like that's what this like entire season has been, mm-hmm. and this last episode has been, yeah. yeah. Um, because I've said it in other previous episodes about how they have you guessing who Sauron is and who Mm -hmm. Meteor Man is and all these people and yes we did get confirmation of one of those you know coming to light we know that Halbrand is Sauron now but Mm um I don't like the way that they went around it it's a lot of timeline stuff Mm -hmm. so yeah I
2: I would have to agree uh you know, obviously I don't know the lore as well, but just from a series point of view, it did feel a little bit fast,
1: mm-hmm.
2: especially the last episode. I was like, Whoa, like a lot of things happened. I feel like there's more that maybe we're not getting.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I don't know. I, I still enjoyed it though. Like, you know, visually crazy.
0: Yeah, it was just beautiful,
2: a lot of things. Like the fir- the opening scene, I know like little little, bit, little baby Gandalf was like sleeping and like looking in the little things, but right before that it was like so green and pretty. And I was just like, damn, Aww. it's a
0: good job. Yeah, yeah, there were definitely a lot of parts that were really visually stunning. There's one transition, but with um Galadriel and Halbrand aka Sauron aka every other dark name that he's called whatever I will find a nickname for him somewhere that's funnier than Halbrand and Sauron but really? there's one thing where it flips the whole camera flips and it goes like underwater and it, it's like I think it's when Galadriel is like pushed into this mm-hmm. dream state where he's kind of taking over her head but like it was really really fucking cool so it's like they're accomplishing some really great like graphic stuff are they bastardizing the story arguably yes
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's not even arguably they just they just they just are
0: yeah um which we will talk about the timeline definitely want to talk about that because that's a big thing especially with the you know the fans of the canon of the lore Mm -hmm. um but yeah I mean I don't want to sit here and say that the show is is horrible it definitely you know like I said it visually stimulating it's incredible what they've accomplished um and then you know how uh closely how attached I am to some of the characters shows that it's at least decent writing and very good casting
2: there's so so much wisdom in this I can't believe how much like wise like little sayings come out of Galadriel's mouth she says the wisest shit like two or three (laughs) times an episode and I'm like yeah Um, I'm gonna write that down okay mom like okay mom mom mom.
1: (laughs) yeah I mean I think the the biggest thing for me is uh like the reason why a lot of the lore is really important As far as them just continuing the story, because if this is a series that is supposed to go three, four, or five seasons, Mm -hmm. um the the order in which they do the lore, I mean, is important. You Mm -hmm. know, it's one thing if this was just kind of like a one-shot, almost extended movie in a way, and they didn't have plans for the future, then I can see like changing it up a little bit. But this is something the next season's not gonna be for two years. Mm-hmm. And this is supposed to go on for, I don't even know how, like, what they signed on for, how many seasons yeah. they actually said it was supposed to be, but at least four or five, I would think. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you have to imagine this is going to go on for years and years and years. So it's, you know, you can't mess it up too much. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, they that- have, especially yeah. in this episode too.
0: Yeah. That makes total sense. And and we kind of went over it the last pod episode that we did, you know, I think let's just jump right in the timeline because that's the big ass elephant mm. in the room right now. Um, yes. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we talked about the, that the last podcast, and Jenny did a really great job of just kind of like making it all make sense in terms of like why certain things are supposed to happen when they do in order yeah. to match up with the movie. And my biggest thing is protecting the integrity of the original story. Mm-hmm. Um, so changing that up, that therefore like messes up what, especially when you're doing a prequel, you yes. need to keep those things intact. So it, well,
1: know- Even just going into season two. So the, the biggest gripe, I guess, about timeline wise of what's happening in this finale is the fact that the Elven rings were made yeah um and the reason why that's an issue well not so much i wouldn't say it's so much an issue because obviously all the rings are going to be made at at some point Mm -hmm. um but the three elven rings like uh, of course other than sauron's ring the three elven rings were the last rings to be made oh so yeah, so it, it yeah they're all going to be made eventually, but it's just the fact that the last three rings are supposed to be the Elven rings. All the other rings for the men and the dwarves have already supposed to been they were already supposed to be created, but this entire episode is this um, dialogue of you know when Elrond and Calabrimbor, they're talking to Gilglad and they're they're trying to say, oh, we're going to make a crown, which, I don't know, that that whole conversation is not really supposed to happen, because once Sauron leaves, Halbrand leaves, like, he's on his way to make his own ring, which means all 19 other rings have to be done already like yeah. timeline wise well
0: yeah so that was my biggest thing was that i was like okay well because we we theorized how they would do it mm-hmm. my theory was that Sauron, how Rand wasn't Sauron, uh and we'll get to that because that was annoying um how that all happened but the uh and i trust me guys we're not just going to sit here and hate on this episode no. I mean, my <laughs> at all. there are just some like ju- and even just from a viewer not even in a lore sense of just like it's just of-
1: questionable. Yeah,
0: things. I there. Yeah, a little mm-hmm. annoying things. But, um, my theory last week was that the rings were already being made, and that was how the timeline at least made mm-hmm. sense, especially with like Ellen Deal and seal door them being introduced already. Mm-hmm. they're not supposed to be introduced to anything until the rings have already started being made there are a couple like things that you said about the timeline that i was like well maybe if we put this piece over here and this piece over there it will yeah. sense in this theory but the fact that and then as soon as the elven rings are made then we see halbrand aka Sauron aka like Dark dick. I don't know what I'm gonna call him. I'm just gonna I'm gonna work on stuff right now.
2: Sauron. I really want <laughs> to name this episode from Shipboy to Sauron. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um definitely description worthy for sure. Well of course. Uh, but the you know, then seeing him at Mount Doom and I'm like, wait, not wait, like yes. What We're skipping over a lot here. You know, there is a lot that's supposed to happen between this point A to point B. Yeah,
1: so I'm assuming that... I mean, obviously it has to happen. I'm assuming in season two is going to be the... almost like a council meeting of sorts between dwarves and men and the elves because those those people need to get those rings yeah. that have supposedly already been made at this point. Now, are they just flip-flopping it? Maybe, maybe, I don't know <laughs> because the way that they're making it seem in the, the last episode is that these three rings that need to be created because first they were only going to make one and mm-hmm. then they were going to make two and then Gladriel comes in and says, no, we need to make three because three keeps the balance of of everything because making one ring means that there's corruption, having two rings means there's division and three rings means there's unity and there's balance with everybody in power, which makes total sense. That is the reason why three of them were made for the elves. But now we're just flipping the story around because what is going to make them want to make these other rings for the other people? Well, that's
0: what I'm saying. That's what doesn't make any sense. Is like, you know, they, the elves' agenda of making the rings in at least in this story was clear. They're trying to protect themselves. They were using the Mithril to protect themselves. So that part made sense. But then thinking about and even the this the episode ended off with the song saying, nine for the men, seven for the dwarves. Exactly, like just kind of explaining.
1: Uh, and it, yeah so it says it right there that these yeah. are the rings that were made but they only showed the three being made yeah when they were supposed to be the last ones yeah and yeah, so. you know so and i'm gonna one positive note because <laughs> i don't want to <laughs> be like all negative about it the rings looked fucking amazing they did They did. They looked so freaking cool like they, they are definitely upgraded uh, versions of like what we see in the the movies and kind of like the um like pictures and stuff online Mm. they're definitely like they're not the same they they're upgraded they they looked amazing
2: um speaking of the rings they have a very patriotic coloring and i was Colors individually met anything? I don't know.
0: know. Wait, wait! I think we have to be specific because there are people from other countries that listen to this podcast. Patriotic, as in the United States, colors (laughs) like blue, (laughs) white, Oh
1: my god!
2: Um, I mean, I love those colors, you know, individually, regardless. But I was just like, oh, like, do they have meaning? Like, who gets to wear what ring? If you got the red one, like, what power do you get with that? and if you uh, got- so
1: they they do have um they, the- there the- is like the the ring of fire water yeah. Yeah. And air um so, so cute. the yeah the ring of air i believe is the air is the oh, blue the white- one no oh. it's the blue one um, the ring of water is the white and then obviously the the red is the fire. I know the the other ones seem like they should be switched, but i'm I'm almost a hundred percent sure that the ring of air is the blue one. Mm. But they have like they have names and everything and I, I can't remember the mm. I know Nenya and Narya I don't remember the last one, but they, regardless, they they look great. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah they did look really cool um it was uh cool seeing them done it okay can we I don't want to switch gears away from the timeline but the timeline is going to come up literally in everything yeah, that we talking about mm-hmm. but like um sorry Maddie I'm well doing- and
1: the, the other thing is too is because okay. I, I mentioned it before we started the pod that I was going back in the episode as I do to make sure that I'm saying things right mm-hmm. but um because I know I don't a lot of people probably had this um, question. Most likely if they were paying attention or not. Um, because I've seen it online a few times, especially on Twitter. A lot of people were questioning how um, Halbrand got away and he's going to be at Mount Doom and how he's going to make the ring. And they show it in the episode. They, they show literally the piece of mithril being broken apart there's a piece that comes off Mm. and it's about 18 minutes in (laughs) because i did well because it's when they're first like trying to figure out yes everything and they're literally chipping away at the the p the one piece of it that they have Mm -hmm. and it's the only time that they show a piece like flying off i'm like oh that's where Halbrand picked up that little piece, and
0: that's how yeah. he has it. So that's a very great catch, especially because he's a sneaky little sneaky dude. So like he, you know, we don't even need to like. And that was kind of my assumption at the very end was like I didn't even need to see him take a piece. I already know he mm-hmm. has yeah. a
2: piece. Yeah, he's the most cunning, conniving, masterful swiper. Fucker.
0: Yeah, he's a swiper. I he's a love him. Smuggler. Oh. <laughs> Um, Well, speaking of, that actually brought me to what I wanted to talk about was Hullbrand through the episode because it was like um, I knew from the first moment that I saw him come out of his chambers all healed up. I was like, oh, this is fucking Sauron. I I just knew because his attitude was so like smug and but like too eager. And I'm like, I know that you're like a smith and whatever but like i don't know it just Well, he,
1: he also was very charismatic in that yeah. scene as well because uh tried to play it off that he wasn't Calibrimbor. he's like yeah. oh this is the this is calibrenbor's area blah 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 whatever and of course he hears halbrand um i'm trying to find the word for it like talk highly of Calibrimbor mm-hmm. without knowing that it was him so he's like He's flattering him, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like in, in that scene, like you don't even know I'm Caliburn Bor, but you're speaking highly of him, and you've heard all about me. Well, I'm Caliburn Bor. Let me introduce myself. <laughs> yeah, yes.
2: yeah. Halbrand was super pointed throughout the whole episode. His questions, even his answers, were so concise, mm-hmm. which I think before like they were, but in a more modest way. Like it yeah. was a little more like, I don't want to say timid, that's not the right word, but he wasn't as bold. He was so bold in this episode. And Mm -hmm. I was immediately like, you're too, you're too on point. You're too Mm -hmm. to like all of these things. You're too questioning. You have, nobody asks that many specific questions. Yeah, definitely. Because he
1: made it, he made it to his destination that he wanted to get to. Like, he's like, I made it this far without really being questioned. So I'm safe.
0: Exactly. And, you know, like, yeah, so definitely very eager, definitely um, moving with motive, I would say more so than ever and the, which is why I think that in the beginning, him being sour on, first of all, I will just say that that annoyed me because I'm like, fucking duh, we all said this from episode one, you know, and then you like let us off that trail and then you like just to bring us right back there and like the last episode like that just it annoyed me in like a storyline arc kind of way Mm -hmm. um but not that it was a bad job from them it was just annoying um but yeah it was like immediately I was like you have a motive here and you know like before he never really moved with any motives or so that we didn't motives that weren't clear you know he didn't want to be the king of the southlands he didn't want to blah blah blah. like he was always very like modest and
1: the only thing that he wanted was access to being a smith like anything that had to do with the forge or smithing that was kind of his goal and everything else that was brought to him uh he he really didn't want anything to do with it
2: yeah that was really the only thing that was obvious about him and really he didn't even push too hard there at first Mm -hmm. because i think that would have uh like put him out like that would have like let people in to be like suspicious of him like okay like why are you pushing so hard for this he kind of was like okay i'm gonna go along for the ride and take advantage where i can
1: yeah well that's also like we we eventually get that conversation between him and galadriel where um i know we talked about it in the episode that it came up where he was he uh said where he got that pouch with Uh, the the sigil and stuff on it so many
2: times
1: because i said it i I was like he could be just telling the truth he picked it up off of a dead man like yep i heard your voice in my fucking head i (laughs) said that episodes ago episodes ago i was like you know this could be the one time that he's actually telling gladriel the truth and Mm -hmm. it was yep and it It was was literally the only time he told her the truth
2: i do I did like that I mean I it yeah. isn't annoying that he's so obvious but I did like that specific reference I was like hell yeah you little fucker
1: and then I mean and it was a, a nice way to to bring back things that did happen that early on in the season mm-hmm. to like make a call back to it and be like yep yeah yeah you should have you should have got it hello yeah yeah it was very
2: very clever very clever and yeah he kind of levels with her right there he's like listen you know like i didn't want to leave numenor i didn't want to do all these things like and Mm -hmm. and not that he didn't but he made it seem like that he was so kind of like oh no like i just want to smith Mm -hmm. like like, now that i'm free and safe like i just want to smith and like leave me alone
0: and, yeah. so, and that was kind of my biggest question and why I wanted to bring him up is that when he actually unveils himself, right? little mm-hmm. Galadriel, like, and he's saying, like, I don't want the darkness. I want you to be next to me because you are inherent light and you mm-hmm. would, you know, never, if, if you and I were together, it would never be dark and all these things. So, like, it's almost like this whole Sauron, they're, like, playing Sauron to be this misunderstood character but like, I just—it's it's the, the same. He's the it. same as—it's
1: the same as Adar. Uh, it's the they are are very. It's very similar goals in a way. Of we see it being inherently good humans looking in from the outside. Like we see him as evil, but it's just like every other villain or every other bad guy in every show or movie where, like, their motives sometimes like they believe that what they're doing is correct
0: Good. yeah mm-hmm. it's the classic joker with walking venus it's the classic thanos it's the classic it's the yeah. no, it's not even classic it's the new age trying to be classic yeah. trope of like let's give the villain a story and uh, honestly I like i'm here for it because it's adding complexity to the story in general but it's also like i with Hallbrand and his whole monologue spiel to galadriel i was i am questioning like what exactly do you want to do because we know what you end up doing he wants to rule
1: he he wants Mm -hmm. to to rule and he wants to corrupt the people who end up getting the rings um which is i mean the whole point he wants to be be able to have this power over the the world that they're that they're in and he believes that it's to unite everybody so that there's no more wars and there's no more fighting and there's no more alliances or any everything is just under one rule Okay. Um, and that's you. that's what he believes in Thank and you, you know because understand. yeah and because you know he's explaining to galadriel because she is this kind of beacon of ultimate light um the, his whole goal is to have balance like he believes what he's doing will be balancing the realm so that there's no more, like I said, alliances and fighting and things like that. So to have somebody by his side who literally would balance him and vice versa, that, that's why he offers that to her and says, you know, for for me, in order for me to do this, you, you should be mm-hmm. by my side. Yeah. This is my, my offer to you. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. he also knows how she is, <laughs> like deep yeah. down her thirst for for vengeance and fighting and not being able to let go of the past which eventually she does in a way in this episode mm-hmm. but leading up to this point her whole thing has just been nothing but but vengeance and he saw that in her and he's like this is somebody i could have work with me like side yeah. by side
0: yeah, yeah.
1: because cool. our goals are essentially like same so it is the same
0: yeah and then it's almost like okay the actions and this also i know comes with having the the one ring you know it almost like it's it's almost like he is actually a decent person right now and thinks what he's doing is right and he doesn't want he says it he doesn't want to rule darkness he doesn't want to (laughs) be the king of darkness you know he wants just one just land
1: he wants balance
0: Yeah. And, but then, you know, maybe we'll see the shift once he does create the one ring and has that power as the rings do, you know, especially that one, you know, like it, like they, you know, they kind of corrupt you automatically because the the greed and thirst for power will Mm -hmm. change you. So that's kind of what I was getting, but like, that's almost what was weird about it was like seeing him in a human version that we've known all season, who like, I, sorry guys, never fucking liked Mm Halbrand. Nah, I could give a shit about him. Like he Um, wasn't my favorite. I liked, I think that I got more of a story from Adar coming from the dark side and mm -hmm. just having the few bits of dialogue that he had was really able to showcase that for me, this villain story. I think that was a lot more interesting than seeing Halbrand throughout this season just be like a sad boy and not want to talk about anything and then all of a sudden be like hey yeah sorry i'm the fucking prince of darkness you know
1: like oh well, i mean it, it also doesn't help because she confronted him you know he he was ready to just not say anything mm-hmm. but when when he's faced with her doing the digging because uh you know early on an episode we do see her talk to one of the lore masters and she's like hey i need you to do this favor for me go look this up i need any information that you can give me on the southlands Mm -hmm. and you know if it wasn't for her uh confronting him then i don't he definitely wouldn't have had that that moment yeah but we do see a little bit of what he actually looks like when uh you know he gets angry when they're talking you see his um the slit eyes that he eventually gets where it's like the almost cat eye Mm -hmm. looking pupils and stuff so we get a little brief glimpse of what's under what's under there
0: yeah and you know what just speaking of him um i am probably most curious this kind of goes into you know what we're expecting in season two which we'll like really dive into later but I'm really curious to see how, like what happens between him and Adar, because Adar was one of my favorite characters of this season. Uh Um, and we know that he's, and we, and even just that him Hallbrand as a human Hallbrand, we saw that they have history and Adar said that he killed Sauron with his bare hands and et cetera. So there's, there's definitely shared history there. So I'm I'm curious to see like how that actually unfolds. Like their mm-hmm. conflict, like the dark conflict, the conflict amongst the darks. The, dark- <laughs> and not- the battle of the
2: dark princes. <laughs> um, by the way, just my red flag. Immediately when Hallbrand turned into Sauron, I was like, this man is hot now. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Oh okay, so- yes
1: it sounded sounded like me just liking the villains man
2: (laughs) he was like listen to me gladriel and i was like
1: (laughs)
0: um i know it's so funny because uh i was talking me and jenna um our mom i talked to her a little bit about the episode just for like a split second she was like the hot guy is the evil guy. And I was like, mom, you think Hallbrand's hot? And she's like, oh. yes. And I was like, oh God, <laughs> I don't know what it was. I didn't like him from the start. I just really didn't like him. Yeah, um, at first then. he was kind of like, you know, I don't know. Little sneaky little weasel. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, that's I probably exactly right. I'm just like, who is this man that thinks that yeah. he can just touch an elf? at all exactly get, the get your fuck t- out. hands out of here you've been yes. on for fucking months seriously so i'm just like i am not a whole brand stan by any sort i'm an adar stand. love that man um mm. yeah yep
1: yeah yep. i mean it i it kind of just sucks because that they they really did make it obvious in the very quickly in the episode that that's the direction they were going with Halbrand with him being Sauron because again we i mean we touched on it how he was being super sus mm. <laughs> asking questions and everything to Calvarinbor and uh just the line that he says um when he says something to him about it and he says call it a gift and i was like yeah anatar the lord of gifts you would say that it's a gift motherfucker mm-hmm. <laughs> like and that was it i was like instantly i was like this is sauron like that mm-hmm. that quickly into the the episode and he also says uh, like which i also find again just knowing what i know uh, like of morgoth and previous uh the fact that he says because uh, he looks at the three jewels they're like in a box or or on the table or in a box yes. or yeah, whatever like a little yeah um, he he makes a comment about how he's never seen jewels like that before, and I'm like bullshit. Yep, Orgoth had sapphires in his fucking crown, motherfucker. You've seen those like this shit before, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, God damn it, like this guy, <laughs> god, <laughs> god, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, ah. oh my god, it was, it was frustrating. it's frustrating. So,
2: uh, yeah, he is frustrating, and he's so convincing. <laughs> I also noticed I was like, how. I mean, I guess this man has lived for a long time, but how has he convinced two elder elves mm-hmm. that, like, he's safe? Like, he convinced Galadriel and Celebrimbor, and I'm just like, dude, mm-hmm. y'all didn't, y'all are
1: elves! Well, I mean, he ruins it completely because eventually when they get into talking about the, the crown and Celebrimbor's talking to um, Gilgalad well, about... Everything and Galadriel standing there, and Calibrinbor, you know, says that little line of uh, not of the flesh but over flesh, which Mm -hmm. is the same line that Adar said to Galadriel when they were talking. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's that's what, yeah, that's what tipped Galadriel off because she's like, I've heard that line before, I heard it from fucking Adar, and Adar has heard that from Sauron. Adar has heard that from Morgoth. Mm -hmm. So now Kalabrenbor is all of a sudden saying it. Mm -hmm. And who's the only common denominator? Somebody that would be fucking Sauron. Oh my god. And she knows that, and she knows that, yeah, and she knows that Sauron or Halbrand has been around in the Forge and and working with Kalabrenbor. So that's why she's like, okay, I, I need to start figuring this shit out. Oh
0: my god! I didn't even catch that. I caught yes. her suspicion immediately, but it. But like, it's right. It, it's
1: right after he says that line. That's why yeah, she. Yep. She looks that way. Which makes total sense.
0: Oh mm-hmm. shit. Okay. Well, that makes a lot of sense because I was also like, "Is she just, you know, being suspicious?" Because I am also suspicious because we've never seen Hallbrand act like this, and I, he just a fucking. Okay, I'm sorry. I will get off <laughs> of him in a second. He just annoyed me so much before he unveiled, but like, he was just like a shitty, annoying little child. It, oh God, I don't know. I just felt like you're just such a nosy piece of shit right now. Like, why are you being like this? It. it I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I have to work <laughs> for these feelings, but he really- really bothered me this episode (laughs) i did not like him at all as he Um, should you were
1: obviously i mean that's the that's the point you're not supposed to
0: like him oh god no i was just like no and then we have like a bunch of like hall brand like apologists that are just all over him and i'm like how Why? When? Where? What is going on in your head that you're? Don't get mad at the hose. That's. (laughs)
2: Like prison bay
0: right now, okay?
2: Like oh my gosh, so hot. He's he just came into his power. He just had his
0: glow up you know see we're I'm- hot for hall Brand. <laughs> i know well and see i was never in a prison Bay either i always thought he had two skins. no, no.
1: we're hot hot for sauron because that's not even what sauron looks like he's yeah. just using Ooh. hall Brand as a skin suit okay Ooh. so
0: so, Ooh. so i mean okay so speaking of hall Brand and timeline um jenna do we know like no, any- he
1: he was suppo- okay so sauron was supposed to be there because i brought this up last episode where Sauron was already supposed to be there by the name of somebody named Anatar. Anatar mm-hmm. is supposed to be there already. That is where the first like handful of rings for the men and the dwarves were created, and yada yada yada. So I like I like that they tied up not so much loose ends, but they made. You know that's why I said like Anatar, he's the Lord of Gifts, and then they have Halbrand say, "Oh, it's a gift to know that." Like I like how they they at least did that, that they he tied did. it in yeah. some way. Like, oh, we didn't. His name isn't Anatar, but you know we're still going to show you that it's it's still meant to be the same thing.
0: Yeah. So so timeline wise, when did Sauron? in the... Because remember
1: I also said too that it takes them a hundred years to make the rings. Yes. So if the elven rings are already made that means like the whole hundred years have already gone by. That's another yeah. like little timeline thing. So I think what they're going to end up doing is in season two, like I said before, they're just going to end up doing like a little switcheroo. Like they're going to make the, the three rings and then probably um, what they'll do is they'll um, I don't know like they're gonna have to tell people eventually oh, like yeah. hey so- this is Sauron hey we need to get a hold of Muriel because we know who Sauron is now he's gone now because yeah. we see him at the end he's back in Mordor and you know this is what happened we made these rings mm-hmm. Maybe we should make some for you guys, too. Well, so and, think, then, and then, and of course, Elrond is going to talk to Durin and then be like, huh, maybe we should make some rings for you guys, too. So I think they're just flipping it. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, um, yeah, and I will say that this is also jumping ahead a little bit to something that I want to talk about when we're talking about where we left the characters off it being the season finale. But huh. um, we have Arian, 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 who is about to touch the Palantiri. Yes,
1: yeah, because it was very, very much a Game of Thrones uh, House of the Dragon moment there where, uh, you know, the king thinks that Arian is fucking Muriel and is speaking to her on his fucking deathbed.
0: Arian, that's it. Um, Yeah, well, yes, exactly. So she's about to touch that. We don't see her touch that, but I'm also thinking that will probably be, if they yes. don't get word to Muriel that Sauron is back, then at least she will likely see it and be like, we need rings.
1: Yeah, because now because now, I, I would think that the timeline has changed enough to where whatever vision is coming in that the Palantir, it's going to be different. Yeah. yeah. Like there Definitely. still might be a little bit of a glimpse of maybe a tsunami or something, like the, the previous um, thing will be there. Uh, vision will be there but I think it'll be built on like it might be a little bit different now that uh, you know different things have gone changed course because now Mount Dune is active and and stuff like that so
0: yeah um Um, okay my question before we move off of Hallbrand and Sauron and the timeline in Mm -hmm. all of that together do we know based on the canon how long Sauron has been using a Hallbrand skin suit
1: at this point no. like okay no because because uh, that's why I said him being Anatar like has just the elves have always known him to be this Anatar person. Okay. So he's that. been using that skin suit for at least a hundred years again it, as long as it takes for all the rings to be made.
2: Can he buy so, multiple skin suits at the same time?
1: Yeah, because he has oh. the same he has the same power as um, the strangers as we saw. Because the uh, uh, so maybe
2: that's how. Maybe he's being Anatar and Sauron
1: Yeah, we don't we don't know. Like
2: at the same in the, the same- only
1: the only yeah, the only problem with that is um we know the skin suit of Halbrand to be with in mordor the whole the whole time so there for him to already be in a making rings it wouldn't be possible because he's physically in mordor now, now. yeah okay yeah so that's oh. why i said that timeline part was what was really well, okay and for so the last couple episodes
0: yeah and what kind of um i just want to pull it back to the last episode too just another timeline thing because we had um kind of an issue with the balrog but
1: mm-hmm.
0: when at the same time balrog was waking up you know because of the one leaf um <laughs> the, you know the, the one ring the one the, leaf <laughs> yeah the one leaf um but one- that was oh. also when galadriel brought how brand, well, no, I guess they were always in the Southland. So no, mm-hmm. okay, never no, mind. that doesn't make any sense. I'm trying to, okay, guys, I'm really trying to piece this together. So it makes sense in my head because so many things are different than how they're supposed to be. So I'm yeah. like, how, where is this going to go? I need, I'm like spider, like, like just yeah. drawing strings across boards in my head, trying to like piece things together the yeah. way that they would make sense because you know, um but that's why we're doing this
2: so that we all suffer and learn together because (laughs) (laughs) and they're also just trying to figure it
0: out
1: yeah
0: yeah
1: Yeah. um so I mean I mean I guess just to like package everything up that has to do with with Halbrand and and Gladreal and stuff because eventually what ends up happening and we've already touched on it about him kind of bringing her into this dream world, you know, to bring her back, uh, talking to her brother and things like that. Um, because we find out that forging has been going downhill, like nothing's working. Mm. Um, and then of course they talk more and they they, they figure it out, like, oh, the, you know, the crown thing and, you know, having it be a, a ring of, of sorts. And then the lore master calls over Galadriel You know she confronts Halbrand. We got that. We know that there hasn't been a king for a thousand years in the Southlands, Mm -hmm. Um, which again touches back on it. Touches back on the fact that it's the only truth that Halbrand has told Galadriel. Is you know he well? I told you I picked it up from a dead guy. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, because you
0: say that that was another thing that I'm like, wait, yes. So why were the Southlanders so? Like, okay, so and not even just in the end when they're like, oh, this is our one true king? Cool. Like, mm-hmm. heard. Like, we got somebody to rule us finally. But like, even when in the, in, uh, like, way long ago when Bronwyn, after the orcs attacked, um, and th- th- basically they were saying like, we shouldn't listen to you, we should listen to our one true king. If there, it's been over a thousand years because
1: it's it's always been like a prophecy, it's always been this thing where,
0: okay, 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 a prophecy, okay, that makes way more sense. I I,
1: I mean, again, to take it back to like Game of Thrones, like the prince that was promised, Mm -hmm. like, it's, it's this very like this this person is going to show up and it's going to unite us all. And it's, it's going to happen. And it's kind of this, yeah, it's kind of like (laughs) this generational thing that's constantly like passed down because everything's been so out of order for so long that it's like this, this ray of hope that it's, you know this king is gonna come and you know we're gonna that makes together again so
0: much more sense because i yeah. was like oh you've just gone unruled for a thousand years and just like are accepting and praying for the one dude that shows up you know nothing about him like what? yeah, like, mm-hmm. it, it's like uh are you dumb <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like what it, maybe
2: this? they're just tired they're like we don't want to fucking do this yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. so so yeah. when so she confronts him with the scroll saying that there hasn't been a king for a thousand years he's mm-hmm. like well i told you that i just got this off of a dead guy or whatever so oh. he could have he could have found a, a like I i don't know how it is in how they set it up if there's tombs or something like that where he could have uh, picked up something from a previous king somewhere that has like that sigil on it um and that's why he used it to further his story or be more convincing in his story um but the first part is him taking her back to speaking with her brother. And mm-hmm. of course, that's just a way to get into her head to try to convince her that this whole thing that's happening is supposed to be happening. Like, you know, if you work with me, like that the Sauron isn't a bad guy, like because he knows that her brother is she was very close to him. And that maybe yeah, that's if, a weak spot. Yeah, if hearing it from her brother, even if it is a vision, um, that you know maybe she would she would change her mind Mm -hmm. um and then her brother says uh touch the darkness once more yeah which is completely opposite of what he actually tells her and that's how she knows like oh this is a hallucination essentially because i know that's not what you told me i remember this day like it was yesterday that's not what you told me And then it just goes through the the whole thing. You know, he's trying to convince her. Then they're on the the raft and, you know, this, that, and the other. And then she's back down in the water. And Mm -hmm. when she breaks out of that, we see that um, Elrond saves her. Because she's actually in the water drowning. Right. In a puddle. I just
2: say in my notes, it says that whole, like, dream state thing. It just says uh the ghost of Sauron's past yeah, experience <laughs> totally it was like very flash like quick scenes and destructive it
0: was very and it was very cool the transitions <laughs> was really cool um mm-hmm. you know I actually really enjoyed that I thought that it was very like cinematic um like it felt like the climax in a movie um it was the- very like
1: inception like
0: yes yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that that was really cool, and it also kind of shows us um, more of what Sauron's powers are. And it
1: shows him in his armor and the reflection in the water. I was well, so excited about that. Yeah, <laughs> hot, another hot
0: fucking Sauron thing. Uh, so heard. I'm getting, I'm getting more and more I'm concerned. I'm getting more and more concerned about Madison because um, I made her watch The White Lotus season one, and she was really into the the horrible white privileged dude she wasn't really into him but she was like he was hot with his shirt off and i was like oh my oh, god maddie no. you should be repulsed by him i'm worried oh, about you.
1: yeah he was
0: awful i but still have
1: to so that's good. on the list yeah. i still have to watch that
0: well yeah so um maddie i'm keeping my eye on you <laughs> <laughs> He's male choice car- male character choices <laughs> Listen, uh, sauron
2: is coming through with his little fucking helmet and <laughs> the reflection looking G'd up <laughs> sexy tonight like get
1: over here <laughs> oh my oh gosh, my gosh. No.
0: Uh, <sighs> um okay so, so yeah
1: Elvron en- ends up saving her we, yes. and then we know that um just to, to wrap up that whole section of those storylines we we end up seeing that kind of Galadriel has come to terms with letting go Of her brother in a way, and letting go of her vengeance—not so much her vengeance altogether, because it's now it's just being redirected. Mm -hmm. Because now she knows Sauron is is alive, and she's been duped this whole time, which like angry, yes, justified, got it. But she's also willing to let go of her brother because once they decide that they're going to make these rings, the they need silver and gold from valinor and the only way to get that immediately is for her to give up the dagger her brother's Mm -hmm. dagger right um so which another cool thing a little thing that i caught throughout the episode of them forging is when they're when they're forging and they put the mithril in the in everything it looks like sauron's eye the big yeah, flaming guys. eye yeah. in the yeah. movies the, with the red in this the black I mean, slit I down the middle and i watched it twice yes yeah, oh, yeah. also very exciting ghost song cool <laughs> <laughs> oh, go, oh
0: my god yeah, it i just like being, just make fucking signs for him just hold them oh up my god. And, you know, next you know next season <laughs> okay. go Sauron go Sauron
2: go honestly <laughs> fucking I hate to use this but ally for Sauron oh my god I, I just love him right now I'm like oh my god you're so
0: scary I'm here for Sauron. I'm not here for fucking Holbrand. I think they could have found a better human to be human Sauron. They,
1: I mean, they might change it up. Well, they might change it up now because, uh, who knows, like everybody knows what he looks like now. So he might change. Needs a new skin suit. Yeah, he needs a new skin suit now. So people are going to be coming after him. Who who knows? Yeah. Speaking of. Or he's just always going to be in the, the armor from now on, which also would be great. That's cool. kind of a skin suit for that suits. yeah you know um
0: so okay character wise who else do we want to talk about we've got to talk about the, um the fucking cults trio <laughs>
1: <Jeez>. <laughs> <laughs> well i think we'll we'll hit i would say we hit on that a little bit last in a way because the ellen deal and muriel and everything is a little bit shorter I think we get that out of the
2: way a little bit. I am excited to talk about them because it was fucking crazy. Um, but Muriel and Ellen Deal, can I just start it off with a question? Hmm. Are are they are they in love? I don't know if I always do that. and I make it Disney. I'm so sorry, but like, (laughs) like a weird, like more than like serving you. They're like, are you in this for the fucking long haul? Can like what does she yeah. say exactly something like uh come
0: what may come what may
1: which and is totally weird. fucking moulin, moulin rouge i was like that song man well
0: okay, okay. so there, yeah so first of all, <laughs> that song is the best song in the entire moulin rouge album it makes me cry every time um but... i actually watch the movie and see it also just want to say there was a very moulin rouge moment in, in house of the dragon too and i'm like hmm, is there a resurgence happening here what's going on um it's on Broadway right now,
1: <laughs> but honest, maybe. Yeah.
0: come what may, uh, very, it's, it, it's meant to be a very, um, romantic, loving statement. Oh, mm-hmm. kind of romantic. I don't yeah. know. Like, yeah. the way he's been leading her
2: the opportunity that she gave him to say, you know, she was like, bro, I, n- I know you're hurting. Like, if you really don't want to do this, I'm giving you an opportunity to back out. But, I mean, that was like the silver lining of it all. Um, mm-hmm. and he was like, no, bitch, like, I love your fine blind ass. <laughs> like, I still want to fucking love you, ho.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, oh. their, their whole conversation is is basically about, um, you know, in order to win this, like, we're, we're gonna have to go through, we're gonna have to hit rock bottom to get mm-hmm. through it. And since yeah. we've already pretty much... We, we basically we need to deal with the consequences of what can happen to us for the greater good that's right. like that what their whole like conversation was about and that was the whole come what may thing because it's like a, kind of like a way to say you know bring it on like right. we're re- like we're ready for you know whatever all of these events have happened whatever it's leading up to like we're in it now And we're just going to have to deal with whatever happens to us as long as we win. Yeah, yeah. Like the sacrifices. Like her, you know, we we and we touched on it too about her, you know, not wanting to let people know that she has lost her sight. She wants people to still hold her in high regard. She is a queen. She doesn't want to be looked down on or she doesn't want to, you know, have any kind of um, like handicap in a way. Like she doesn't want to be babied you know she still wants to be a a ruler because she because she is so their whole conversation is, she's like well I've already you know I'm already blind I'm already at a disadvantage Mm -hmm. and the only way I can go is up from here
0: that's true which is great her I would say that her um perseverance is probably my favorite like the way that she deals with um struggles and vulnerabilities is probably my favorite Mm -hmm. of everybody um because like even I noted this last episode too where Galadriel come finally sees her again and realizes after the uh explosions like and she says like don't pity me pity our enemies and i'm just like god what a badass line that was that yeah. and of course
1: this is all said when they're on the ships and they make it to numenor and there's black flags yeah, yeah. everywhere which signifies that her her dad has passed yeah right so right. it's like it's just the fact that she there was this whole conversation between her and ellendale about you know persevering and like you know we got this and then they're just hit with yeah you know this this death which they i mean granted they knew was coming he was sick right but it's just the timing of it like oh, yeah and
0: her not being there for it yeah. i mean that's that's horrible like imagine you know your your sick elderly parent tells you the only thing that waits for you over there is darkness number one doesn't want her to go she says fucking dad I'm going. And then you mm. come back and he died before you could say goodbye or, you know, be with him and comfort him in his last days. So like that alone is awful mm. for anybody to deal with. So yeah, I think, and but I think honestly with her and the way that she's been, it's like that will just light more fire under her ass in that way. I think it'll just add more fuel to it um because she'll be like well look at what i lost while i was out here fighting you like you right. like essentially it's it's the enemy's fault that that happened to her mm-hmm. and i think that that's how she's going to spin it in her own head and i think it'll only elevate her even more and make her stronger versus you know making her sad and you know so yeah. um yeah i'm excited she's a badass bitch i really she's one of my favorite characters too of the whole season yeah, she's
2: sure. so authentic and real like the reason I asked if they were in love is because the way that the conversation started she was like you know like I know you're going through it who's like you've got me but who's got you and to me it kind of felt like an offer like oh like maybe I could have your back since you've got mine so so hard like I could be that for you too, and maybe like it already kind of has been like that. We just haven't like fully acknowledged I've it. I no, have fully seen it. Romantic. It's like, oh, we're partnering. Like we, Pins. you and I are the ones that we can like we can trust each other truly. Out of everybody yeah. else, out of everything that's happening, I know I can depend on you to be there. So well, like,
0: I mean, it's a little Allison and Kristen Cole, if you will, in a <laughs> way better way.
2: Allison are kind of in love. Exactly
0: exactly so i kind of think by the way everybody sorry sometimes we spoil game of thrones and house of dragon stuff yeah not much we never talk about plot of any other shows we will just mention characters sometimes um, and comparisons but that's it uh also (laughs) a good time to note we do a podcast on house of dragon so if you are (sighs) listening to this and you watch house of dragon go check that out but back to the back to the point Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah, no it's very companion like i think they really do trust each other it's actually really funny like it's not funny but like their arc is really interesting from because i'm really just thinking about the whole season and Uh they started on opposing sides in the very beginning she didn't trust him worth a shit when he brought Galadriel into her like yeah right Mm -hmm. so like It was very much like, if you want to prove yourself, keep an eye on her. And that was really the only thing that we've seen besides her questioning him in the very beginning. And then it really wasn't until they actually fought together that they garnered this trust for one another. He's always respected her. She always respected him as like a captain, but it, you know, um, their relationship has grown like tremendously in terms of trust throughout this Uh whole thing and everything that they've been through.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, it's also easier to to fall into that companionship and trust too when they literally just went through the most devastating thing that's ever they've yes. ever gone through. So, yeah. you know, you tend to grow a lot closer to, you know, the fellow survivors, well, you know? Yeah.
0: yeah. And you think about like if, you know, trauma bonds were ever a thing, this would be it. She the, just this is dad. it. Yeah. Yeah. She just lost her dad. He thinks he lost his son um who by the way makes no appearance in this episode yeah we're like oh god damn it I'm so but, to mention that, but it did make me sad I was yeah like, well i kind of just wanted to say that like okay we didn't see a sealed door we didn't see Arm near bronwyn or theo um we know that the three of them are at least they're somewhere they're alive um who else did we not see we didn't Darren, see-
1: all the dwarves and stuff because we got that the last episode it was more focused on them and then we shifted over to other characters this episode
0: yeah 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 yeah. so um in my season finales i like to kind of see a little a little snip of everyone so amazon if you're listening please (laughs) Um, um yeah so um yeah, but trauma bonding. Uh, Ellen Deal thinking he lost son. Yeah, Muriel now losing her mm-hmm. dad. Uh, they really, he, you know, he has his daughter, but she doesn't really have anybody else that's close in her council outside of the one.
1: Well, she's also like completely opposed to her dad's beliefs mm-hmm. as well, because she was kind of on the same boat as a lot of the other Numenorians, where they literally want nothing to do with elves. They don't believe anything good comes from them. They want nothing to do with them. They don't want their influence. They don't want gifts. They, they, they want nothing to do with them. And she's very much in that mindset of, I want nothing to do with them. They're nothing but trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas her dad is obviously, you know, quite the opposite where, I mean, in the beginning he wasn't quite the opposite, you know, because he did use the excuse that, you um, you know, the sea brought Galadriel. It was meant to happen. Like that's the only reason that I that I helped her is because the sea is never wrong. Yada yada yada. Um, so they played it off that he was kind of like standoffish about the the elves, and then of course it dived a little bit more into the meaning of his name and her um, bringing her to the the house of lore, and we kind of unfold the idea that like Ellen is not the same as other orians yeah his belief is a lot different yeah yeah
2: yes he definitely uh you know recalls an older episode and says that his name does mean friend of elf Mm -hmm. and like that is something that like he lives by as well as like his little sea lore you know i'm sure
1: to like go up in the ranks to where he is now he's had to kind of like shut that away a little bit i'm sure but um you know it unfolds though like we we know he he knows who he truly is he probably you know fibbed a little bit and was just like yeah i'll never help an elf like it's not my fault my name is this my mom gave it to me (laughs) like you know stuff like that you can you can play it off you know
2: like a man with with code though (laughs) i'm like oh look at you with your little code i know well i I see
1: this is
0: he's,
1: he's just also very smart about it because know he's he's gonna believe what he wants but use things that are already in place to Mm -hmm. guide it a little bit like the whole thing with the sea Mm -hmm. you know it's not i like under his own conscience of course he would help galadriel but he's gonna use the sea as the excuse for it he's not gonna say oh i wanted to help her he's gonna say no the sea wanted me he to can help
0: the truth well, a little bit to his his yeah, yeah his beliefs yeah, yeah 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 it's kind of like oh I'm in a shit mood today my astrology says because I'm a Scorpio I'm gonna be in a shit mood today the moon's in a weird place you know it's kind of like I already knew that I was gonna be in a shit mood because I woke up in a shit mood and I'm just using that as an excuse yeah.
1: yeah.
0: but um But yeah, but that's actually what's going to be interesting about him is that he had, you know, this kind of, and that's thing is like his arc was kind of like when slowly, 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 and then I think it just like fell off a cliff with a sealed door going missing, and him immediately blaming Galadriel. And I think that in the conversation that happens and this is probably why, not probably, but this is my theory of why they did it like this, where the elves got the rings first, and then they're going to be kind of dispersing the the shared power of other rings to the man, you know, the men and dwarves and whatever. But like, I think that that's going to cause conflict too, because he probably is saying like, I, I think that he will be on the opposing side of like, we don't need these rings let's like I don't trust elves anymore I think that Um, he's dealing with that kind of conflict um because of Galadriel and I think that that will come up next season of like him being against having elves help what you know what Numenor is going to go through and and Sauron and all that stuff because he doesn't trust Galadriel anymore and therefore probably doesn't trust elves so I, you know, it's kind of like he went his whole life like secretly knowing that he was an elf friend and all this stuff. But I think that might have switched. Like I feel like I saw a switch in him where yeah. he's like, okay, I don't, I don't trust none of you hoes anymore. You pointy eared fucks, you know.
1: But the other, the other thing is too is I, I think with him and Muriel kind of being on the same page though. I mean, he it might not change. He yeah. he might end up, um, or she might end up helping him stay on that side of you know all of this terrible stuff happened because of sauron not elves like yeah. you know yeah. this happened because of our enemy and the elves are not our enemy like yeah. i think she's her role is going to be keeping him good
0: yeah and i don't think that he'll be like ever against it if at all i think that no. we can just definitely expect to see resistance I mean for
1: yeah. what I mean, obviously from what I know of Ellen Dill, you know, that's one thing, but what they'll do in the show about it is like I said, it's obviously another different. another
0: thing. No, totally yeah. different. We can't yeah. we can't expect anything from this. No,
1: so. no not at all.
0: Um no. okay, on people, can we talk about uh Space Cowboy, please?
1: Well, that's the pretty much the last is that whole thing with the, the Harfoots. Um Base yeah, Cowboy, the three, Meteor yeah. Man, and uh, the the three strangers. Yeah, the those stra- are those are the last ones.
0: Fuck those people; they're dead now. I didn't want to talk about them. <laughs> but <laughs> you know what they do
1: in the uh, but to mention in the beginning of the episode, they try to throw us off and say which.
2: Yes, I was
1: correct about. I was like, I, they're probably just cultist people, like yes. wanting to serve Sauron, because of course, as soon as they. They find him we think because it makes them seem like very just uh evil and very just like they're they're up to no good like they want to hurt meteor man but then they find him and they're like we're here to serve you sauron yeah <laughs> like they believe that he's sauron yeah. so of course they say that like,
0: the very that's what'd you say Manny? he's like the veil What's the veil like? He still doesn't even have a full vocabulary. He doesn't, oh my god, okay. Well, um, so, okay. So, quickly, I will say on that note um, the fact that he started off with zero comprehension or very little comprehension, and then by the end of the episode was speaking wise words to Noria. I was like, really, guys, I think it's because like the stuff, the stuff, yes,
1: yeah, okay, in so
0: the memory, okay, so that. It makes more sense. I got <laughs> it, but yeah. I was like, Are you also a little bit like um. So yeah, of course, the whole episode starts. I was so uh Maddie and Jenna both watched it before I did. I watched it the day, like on Friday. They both watched it Thursday night, and so I'm watching it, knowing that they had both watched it already. And I'm in, like, I was like, I'm five minutes in. What the fuck is happening? And that was literally because we open up with him yes. being found by them and them saying like hello Sauron and I'm like are you <laughs> fucking kidding me I, I was <laughs> so mad I was yeah. like absolutely not absolutely you know, not this is like, not happening come away, they're like come with us Sauron
2: we're gonna teach you everything we're gonna yeah. take a fucking rune baby yeah rune I don't know what this is because I'm an idiot and I can't remember. The- <laughs> For the people jenna what is rune and for me what is, what is rune where are we going where
1: are we going uh so rune is the furthest east when we're when we're thinking of like middle earth it's um it's all the way to the east um and we see it more in um I believe they, they came up with great names. I believe it's like the, the Easterlings <laughs> are the are the ones that are that are from there. Well a lot of um like the fighting and stuff that happens ha- like happens in that that area. Oh. Um and Rune is basically like it's just an area where a lot of the story happens.
2: Okay. Very cool. I wasn't, I mean, I figured it was a significant place, but I was like, I haven't heard this mentioned before. What is it? Is it a place? Is it an object? What's happening here? Um, but yeah, they basically like want to take him there. They're like, you're gonna learn everything here and you're gonna get your memory back. Don't worry, (laughs)
1: it's (laughs) like, we got you.
2: Yeah, we got you. And he's kind of, you know, like still toddlerish you know like oh okay like i guess like because they like mentioned the stars to him and he's like oh yeah like i have this paper <laughs> oh yeah, my- <laughs> dude <laughs> he's so like
0: oh god he's
2: just such a child
0: well yeah so it, it kind of bothered me like it was hard to watch them beating him up yeah oh if god, I-
2: man Yeah, that was tough. I didn't know that they could all use the staff though. That was kind of cool. I was like, oh shit, burn hands bitch can use staff bitches staff. That's Mm -hmm. cool, shared power. And it kind of reminds me, like they're not the same, but it reminds me of like, you know, the three sisters that they always show in like Hercules or whatever, like underworld thing where they can like see the future.
1: Oh, the three fates. Yeah.
2: Yes. Thank you. It kind of reminded me of that because they could all use, well, I don't know if Helmet, head could use it yet but you know i would assume if burn hands bitch could use it then helmet head could use it too and i was like oh yeah that's kind of like the eyeball that's cool love it (laughs) um um
0: so yeah we get to this point throughout that you know they realize that he's not who he said he tries to attack them i also just want to say um in, with, within this i i am a hardfoot hoe i really love the Harfoots, and the the thing that interested me i mean all of it was very very fucking cool um and but like i laughed so hard when i saw Satic just like open up a blank <laughs> and i i was dying and i was like of course they are the cutest things i've ever seen and i'm like fuck all these really magical really powerful people like i just care about the harfoots they need to be protected um yeah so that we go through this whole sequence and they're fighting each other and you know the harfoots are uh trying to help you know meteor man and um, well yeah
1: because they're 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 using what they like their knowledge of the land and camouflage and oh, all totally this that they're true. they're trying to use it to their advantage
0: which they did effectively because they you which know which
1: they did it not effectively because well, they think that they get to meteor man and it's not him at all it's all a ruse yes yeah, yeah
2: because
0: they're naive and they're like we're, yeah. we're the third we did one it <laughs> well, well, I mean, I yeah yeah i mean but they they at least followed them they got to them <laughs> yes yeah
1: yeah
0: so you know yeah, and then and they the end, got him and at the end their efforts were
2: technically successful i mean yeah they went through some shit first and you know sadik does unfortunately he's gonna pass
1: which is also very sad because they're like oh we need to get you to help and he's like no i know i'm done i just want to see
0: i just want to watch the sunrise and i cried so hard
1: (laughs) i thought it was
0: going to be the only time that i cried this episode nope not at all not the fuck at all (laughs) Um, not at all it, yeah, it was tough because I Sadik was such a great character too so like R.I.P. we will write a memorial for you in the description but um.
2: Yeah, absolutely the poor guy, he you know, it, it sucks because his character, he wasn't on the fence but he, you know, had a group to worry about so Nori's position was always difficult for him with, you know, uh, Meteor Man's strangeness mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. like when other people were against him he it just god it was just so full circle because when it came down to it in the end like he did what was right and like you know even malva the girl who would always kind of like you know question him or like make him change his mind was like damn like i wish he was here i don't want to do this myself by myself uh,
0: um uh, yeah god it was awful So, um, at the end of this whole conflict between this, uh, I'm just going to use the triarchy because that's a big thing. Oh my God. I wrote that (laughs) down. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm going to use, I'm just going to call them a triarchy cult. Um, and yeah. So when they, uh, basically where I'm just like, okay, space cowboy, you are Gandalf because as soon as he held the staff, it was just
2: Gandhi, let's
0: go. Yeah, 100%. So, I mean it's not proven. Um he could just be another sort. You know, we know that he's from the same place that Gandalf is from or at least we can assume that he is. Um he does
1: He one of the 5 wizards. We just don't know which one. Which yeah. one?
0: Um so- star means wizard or star wise one
1: wiz- wise one or wizard.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh so there's some context clues that point to yes. Um, I <laughs> am just gonna go off a limb and say that Halbrand being Sauron was very unoriginal, considering we all guessed it in episode one. Um, so I'm also gonna say this man is probably Gandalf. Uh, they're already fucking with the timeline. We're already like 400 years after where we should be, you know. I'm just like, you know, it's probably Gandalf. I don't really the, and this is almost like um a credit and a discredit to the writers. I feel. I like- think that they're,
1: they're very much just writing on the fact that majority of people that are watching this show already know the well-loved characters and they're using those well-loved characters instead of staying on the fucking timeline and talking about other characters. Like we can't we want if we if we cared about Gandalf, if we cared about like these other characters, like we would just watch the movies. Like we the reason (laughs) well no and like I love Gandalf. Like I like he's 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 a great character. He always has been, but it's like this is such a perfect opportunity to. There are four other wizards. Yeah, there, no there's two. There's literally there's two blue wizards that like have not been mentioned in in anything at all. And like, the fact that like you just wouldn't mention at least one of them, because in the lore, it's kind of speculated that one of the two wizards probably made it to mordor before the second one so it's like this is the perfect opportunity to be like oh let's introduce this this blue wizard that people know exists like if they know the lore even just a little bit or looked into like what the show is going to be about or or anything like that they know that there's two blue wizards like let's just use it
0: yeah let's just do that it it definitely feels like um you're
1: piggybacking on well-known names already that already people already know about and i you're already like we already have that we have Elrond we have Galadriel we have Sauron we have Isildur like these are very very well-known characters Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in the franchise already Mm -hmm. you don't need to piggyback off of anybody else well
0: yeah no and it just it feels very like bandwagon-y I don't know if even that's the right term but it's just like oh yeah we got like We can use this, you know, this, this very like, because when you think of Lord of the Rings, you think Frodo, you think Smeagol, you think the rings, you think Gandalf. And so it's like, they can't use Frodo and they can't use Smeagol, but they can sure make a show about the rings and Gandalf is mortal so like fuck it let's throw him in there too that's you're
1: like oh like uh you know Gandalf's 10,000 years old so you know let's uh let's just throw him so, in there yeah
0: that
2: he still looks 10,000 years old though I'm like you couldn't give us young <laughs> the fuck he must
0: <laughs> uh, maybe they're just born like that oh <gasps> just born old men I mean I like he that. did so
1: just means- fall out of the sky practically old an old infant old. so it <laughs> makes sense
2: no old women mages i don't
1: <laughs> yeah, so
2: Gandalfs.
0: yeah so we don't know that this is gandalf i'm just saying i'm putting my money well he also head.
1: he also says something at the end that makes me think that he's gandalf too yep so. yep
2: yep the it's, adventure and the journey thing. it's
1: uh no when he when he says uh because of course, at the at the end of it, uh, we find out that like Nori is just gonna is gonna go with them because you know let's not uh, let's just not copy Gandalf and Frodo at all. Let's just exactly you know let's <laughs> let's just do it. Yeah, and you know whatever. He but of course, that one adventure over and over. Uh, but. Uh, <laughs> God. <laughs> the one
2: adventure
0: over and over his entire life oh. yeah, he just loves hobbits and he's like
1: i he just want love- to, to i Hodor. just want to show them the world yes uh, <laughs> yeah so let's oh yeah and then and that's the other thing too is like okay we we know that basically gandalf takes frodo and I like but like okay we need to get you to the most dangerous fucking place in yeah. middle earth uh, but let's uh, let's not put you on this adventure let's take nori to rune okay. an also dangerous fucking place on wait, earth wait.
2: let me just make a restaurant reference right now but you know uh... you first start a restaurant job and you get that one shift where you are just thrown to the fucking wolves and you drown and you suffer But then after you're good, you're like, oh, like I just, I just needed like a horrible shift to happen to me and then I'll be good. That's what this reminds me of in life. Gandalf is like, I need to show you the worst thing ever so that you just know everything.
0: I need to give you the worst possible experience so you stop being so dumb. Thanks. Yeah,
2: And so that you, all of the rest of your life will be good because you'll be cautious and smart.
1: It, it's, uh, i mean
2: maybe it's I, so
1: bad though rune, rune is such a fucking dangerous place though like it sounds like like rune, uh, like. To, like he, he to doesn't put it, have shoes like to, to put it like okay so to put it in per- perspective like so rune, the reason okay the main reason that they are going to rune is to get information like that's the whole point because rune is essentially the 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 starting point of creation of life that's where everybody came from like that's where everybody started and then started branching off but there were uh dwarves and people who decided to stay in rune they're like no we we like it here we're, we're not leaving we don't want to venture out we're we're staying here and we're gonna make our own clans our own factions blah, blah blah whatever that's why they're the easterlings they stayed east they wanted nothing to do with moving anywhere else um the only thing about the East in its proximity to uh what is now Mordor, they they all fight for, they all believe in Sauron and Morgoth. Like it's ju- it's just not a good it's not a good place at all. And like the fact that this meteor man who knows who he is is just like mm, I'm gonna take this defenseless little hobbit with me. Like this is a good idea.
2: Yeah. I know. I'm like, how is this gonna help you? I mean, <sighs> you know, actually Nori might be a good help because I don't know. Day, she can gather stuff and be like, this is poisonous and this is not poisonous because he's obviously been here for only what, like a fucking New York minute. Yeah, yeah. but
1: now he has all his knowledge back oh, of yeah. at least who he is. And, yeah. and he has magic and he knows that he can like actually kind of control it now. That's true. Good point. I but forgot. it's it's still just
0: I like, yeah, it's kind of like, why are you bringing her? I like why I, so I think it's cute, but I also, you know, just on the point of them piggybacking, it's really just like, oh, let's give them a story that we know they already know and love. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and it's just almost like, okay, you have so much money, so much source material, so much stuff. Like, like just such an uh, opportunity to make really. Carvings are so
1: just dense. They're so just not. I'm not. Well. God, it. like been it's just well. like they. We know, we know the story already. It's just so like, and like some of the stuff that they've like said too, because they're like just to like go back a little bit. because when I think it was Marigold that said it, where uh they're being attacked by the the strangers and she's like close your eyes it's only going to hurt for a second mm-hmm. because they're like in preparation to fucking die like they they just they're so prepared to die by anything bees <laughs> fucking bees man like they're so fragile and it's you're going to play this story out uh, again and to to go what i was going to say before because uh you know and i also thought that poppy was going to go with them but apparently she's not oh, I, the I worst thought, i thought i thought it was i thought it was going to be uh you know a frodo and sam thing it's going to be the two of them it's going to be yeah. but maybe they didn't want to like really redo that story as as much right <laughs> um right. I but poppy went yeah but nori says something about like, uh, you know, oh, lead the way or whatever. And she's like, well, I don't know where to go. And he says, when in doubt, always follow your nose. always follow your nose. Yeah, that is literally word for word what Gandalf says to fucking um Mary in the in the movies i'm like oh. word for word that's what he said i was like okay so was really fucking gandalf now
0: that was that was really it was the staff bit just that scene of him with the staff well the staff the
1: staff didn't uh completely it didn't, convince it didn't me because
0: it, but it was like okay they're showing us this is visually- well, no, because
1: all the all the wizards have a staff like even sar saruman it, like in the movies the the white wizard he he has a staff so it's like you know all all of them have a staff so that that didn't really convince me so much that he was gandalf i was like okay well yeah we already know that he's a wizard because they basically said that he's a wise one okay we get it he can control a staff great concrete he he is a wizard Mm -hmm. it wasn't until that line that he said about following your nose i was like (sighs) (sighs) (laughs) all right they're really doing this now yeah and like I guessed it before, like we we all like I I, brought, I guessed it before like the first episode with him, you know the appearance. I was like, I don't, I think he he's probably Gandalf.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think we all kind of thought that. That was my <laughs> first inkling too. I was like, this feels like Gandalf, especially just like their even their budding relationship in the beginning. I was like, he is dumb and he's an infant, but he's also like gentle and trying to understand and it just is giving Gandalf vibes yeah so I'm actually pleased that was the one thing that did make me happy I was like hell yeah
1: gandhi I, <laughs> I mean
2: yeah it's the same story but
1: I just wanted it to be another wizard that yeah. they just haven't told a story of
2: I would like to see more of that and I'm honestly curious um you know the question that comes to my mind I'm just like oh like yes, Lord of the Rings is very popular, but I'm wondering if they were just really worried that it wasn't going to be a hit and they're spending so much money on it. They were like, I think maybe we should give something familiar first. And then in the second season we can introduce other things to like, I don't know, like have a little wiggle room with some creativity with some of the other characters. I don't know if that will fuck with the timeline, but I'm just wondering if like they, I just feel like it was a budget thing. Like, Oh, if we're going to spend this much money, it better be a fucking hit. Yeah. You know? So maybe I'm getting a little technical here. I have never been in any kind of production of anything. So I have, I really have no idea, but I could imagine, you know, and I will, I don't know.
0: Yeah. And I will say that when the show first started, um, I'm not going to name drop these guys. There's two writers for the show that have hardly, like, done anything before. And so that was my biggest question mark in the very beginning was, like, uh, we're spending a billion dollars on this season, and the writers are two people that hardly have, like, a track record. It just... It felt and like that, of course, is a like a horrible judgment on my part, but I like I don't know. I'm just kind of like it kind of feels like the it just entire thing production wise, how much money they spent on it, how much marketing they've done for it, all of it. It's not that it's not a good show. It's just almost like they're doing everything that they think that we want. And in some cases, it's just really not working. That's kind of how I feel. I get that you know especially like in a story line wise like I'm just like like you said Jenna like we don't need to see the same things over and over again you have so much material to work from you mm-hmm. know and I think that that's where like something like House of the Dragon I don't mean to like compare it like that because it really is apples and oranges but um House of the Dragon it's great because it's using like source material that we know but it's giving us a brand new story and that's what's really cool about it. And we're still we're just as immersed in it as we were with Game of Thrones. With this, it's like you know I think that we are kind of expecting the same thing. We knew that we were gonna get some characters, um, like repeat characters from the movies, but uh, you know, getting almost like the same tropes is a little weird, and it almost feels to me a little lazy. Yeah, Ooh, that's horrible to say, say. Like I don't want to sound. Oh like no, i a- um,
1: no, it is like, lazy because it's like you said, you're you're literally you have so much to work with Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you're you're just like i i get the whole thing is supposed to be about the rings there are certain characters that you can't get around you have to have them in the show in order to tell the story about the rings like i get that that's that's what you have to do but everything else though you i mean god even down to these freaking three strangers like they're they're introduced halfway through the show and then they're already dead yep i was not like, about that so it, it's kind of like uh, you know i get making characters to like further you know other characters you know stories and the progression of their stories but there's there's so much that's in the books that you could have brought to life, but you'd rather just fall back on stuff that we already know. That's just and to tell the same exact story.
0: Yeah, we get that. it.
1: Wizards like hobbits. We get it. <laughs>
2: and hobbits like wizards. And yeah. that they're just
1: attracted to each other. That's how it's always been. And yeah. we and we get it. Well, we, I, I mean, mean, the reason why the wizards are so attracted to them is because they are wholesome. They're they're innocent yes they're they're innocent creatures they're pure Mm -hmm. of heart that Mm -hmm. is why wizards like them because they're they're not evil they're not like these vengeful creatures and stuff like they're very much loved by wizards because of how pure of heart and and, like nature and stuff they are i get it
0: um yeah on on top of that i will say that like the the parts that i like the most the characters that i like the most are all new characters and the the parts that I'm the most emotionally connected with, like when Nori ended up leaving her family, I was inconsolable. I was crying wow. so hard. But it's like that's all brand new material. Like that's all a story that we have. Like we've kind of gotten it here and there with leaving home and et cetera, et cetera. And you know, the whole thing with hobbits and harfoots and all that. But it's like Nori is new, uh, her family is new. Um I don't know, like if they're like actually new, new, if they were in the book at all, but um, you know, but still, it's like those are the 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 storylines that like we're connecting actually the most with. So like, go off of that, you know what I mean? Like, you don't need to do the same thing over and over again just to think that like, oh, my show is going to be more popular because of it. No, like we actually want new stories, we want new characters, we want to connect with new things. Mm-hmm. Like if, like you said, if we wanted the same story, just go back and rewatch the movies like you know so yeah I think that like I mean that that kind of sums up like my overall thoughts on like the entire season so far I hope that like as we go you know and I kind of had the same not the same experience with House of the Dragon but like up until a couple episodes ago I was like I, I just didn't know I didn't really have faith in it and then we started getting Uh, you know, episodes and the writing and the directing that I I really liked and missed from Game of Thrones. But what I will say is that like, I am hopeful for this show. You know, this was a pilot season on something that's huge and it's going to be huge. I looked it up. There's supposed to be like their schedule for five seasons. So it's like, we have a long time to go. We're going to meet more characters. We're going to have different storylines. Like we're going to see a lot going on. So I think that they really do have the room to play around with things and and develop more interesting and original takes on mm-hmm. things. You know, so that's I'm hopeful. you know they they have the, the capability to do it, right. You yeah. have the talent to do it. God, it's such a talented cast that mm-hmm. I'm like, you better put some respect on their names and give them good fucking storylines, really.
2: Yeah. I just also think it's like, we're in the age of reboots, you know, like a lot mm-hmm. of things have been done and like people, you know, like I, I would say like, it's a little, you know, we kind of touched on it. Like it's a little bit lazy just in general. Like people don't want to come up with new, new stories. It's easier to reboot something. It truly is. And sometimes they do well. A lot of times they don't. Um, so, you know, that's, that's our hot take. Mm-hmm. listeners.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> but I mean, on a lighter note, is there a lighter note to this? <laughs> uh, I mean, let's talk about where the characters go from here. I mean, obviously, a lot of a lot of bad shit's going to happen, but we have Nori that goes off with a uh, Gandhi cowboy. That's what I'm going to call him. Um, and so yeah, that we know,
1: we know they're going to ruin. That yes, is yes, their their goal. That's where yeah. they're heading.
0: Yep. Uh, we have the rest of the Harfoots are on their way. It looks like Poppy is going to be, is going to help lead Navigate. them. Navigate. Yeah.
1: Well, which also uh, brings in Isildur, because if um, they are going to be traveling, it doesn't matter if it's the Harfoots led by Poppy or if it's um, you know, Nori, uh, depending what directions and the paths go. You know, one of them is going to find a sealed door. I don't know which one. I don't know which group. But um I I hope it's Wizard Man. Well yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. I mean I hope so too. Uh I think that he would probably be in better hands with Wizard Man and Nori and not <laughs> a bunch of harfoots that have <laughs> yeah. yeah, what the fuck they're doing or what's going on around them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, um, a bunch of naive Harfoots.
2: Oh my god, that'd be so bad. So yeah, bad.
0: um, so yeah, that that was, yeah, I was gonna mention a seal. next. We didn't see him, but we are assuming that he's alive based on,
1: there, yeah, there. Going,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the horse and you know, the movies mm-hmm. and etc. Um, uh, who else is there?
2: There Theron
0: is that Mount Doom
1: for Yeah. Gen- Yep, yeah, he's about to to forge the the last ring, which mm-hmm. <clears throat> we haven't seen the other ones forged. But you know, whatever
0: we will go We did not see Durin and Issa, but we do know that um, Elrond is at Aragion. I mean, Aragion, Yep, mm-hmm. uh, I almost had it. I almost had it. I I did look at like Jenna's little. Name though, and I was like, please say it for me. No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um. Well, and then the also the other little thing is too is that uh you know the elves are getting ready to kind of uh leave uh, a region because they're we I mean it was a small thing to to look over but just for timeline wise we know where we're going with it. um elron asked for three months um yes. to craft. And figure out the forge and what to do with the, the Mithril and the rings and, and doing all of that. So, we know that Gilgalad and all of them are go- going to be leaving if they have not left already. Mm-hmm. And the so, they're, they're going to Valinor. They're like, yeah, peace out. Yeah, we, we, we're, we're, we're leaving.
0: <laughs> yep. And then we have Elendil and
1: Muriel are in Numenor.
0: Yes.
1: Um, and we didn't see what happened. We just saw him on the ship realizing right. that her dad has passed. So, yeah. and that was kind of the the end of that. Yeah, so
2: we can assume that they're going to probably go through services and there's going to be some politicizing that happens because, you know, like the king has died, power shift, all this stuff. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. yeah so we'll success, kind of imagine
1: well, the yeah. other thing is too is uh, you know I don't I don't know uh, how much of a power shift there there will be just because everybody knows that Muriel is already in power anyway. Now it's just more yeah. official.
2: Well, yeah, I mean just like so they yeah. showed their cousin Farazan. He's yeah I don't know, he they showed he's
1: him- really fucking upset. I know we didn't mention him, but he he's definitely upset um and the, the, the other little thing that i i got from that too um is i think it's more just him facing mortality i think okay. he's just okay. a very i don't know if we'll see a shift in in him at all because obviously we know the elves to be uh immortal and have that way about them and then now he's faced with with mortality seeing that the king die because of course he was the one who was there to see it mm-hmm. um, yeah with him so and he was crying there there was actual um, emotion behind it and not some like crazy you know ulterior motive or anything he's yes. not looking for anything else
2: you know yeah, no, don't- i don't i don't think that i just think that you know everyone has an agenda like this is definitely not game of thrones but i do think like there's some realization that's happening with, within everyone, whether or not like he felt authentically bad because they were related. So like, I think that he was definitely upset, but I, I think that like these are opportune, like, opportune times for anyone who has a plan or a thought or a belief to kind of enact it, especially in Numenor. Like the, the power is shifting to Muriel in a way that is so official where it's like, okay, we need to sway her now yeah
0: yeah there's the future absolutely i definitely see that this was a cliffhanger on in the numenor on the numenor front for politicking is going to be a thing for sure and i my cat feeder went off i tried to move (sighs) it in time (laughs) (laughs) i was wondering if this would last long enough um for that to be a thing but um, also, just on a lighter note, we didn't see the little shit stain from Numenor this, this episode, which is nice. The little fucker that was flirting oh, with... Kemen.
2: Kemen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Sorry, I immediately thought you were talking about Theo. I was like, yeah, fucker. Yeah, <laughs> fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, So, you know what? I think on just, like, maybe ending on a lighter note... I, so like- now
1: I think the witch king is Theo now. <laughs> Ah, (laughs) since uh since i thought that Halvrand was gonna be the witch king i think that uh that torch is gonna be passed to theo now because he has the mark on his arm he's touched the darkness he knows power and he's human like Uh the witch king is so Mm -hmm. i'm just gonna shift that uh
0: that we're yes. right on over. Yep, right on over.
1: <laughs> yep. Well,
0: that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um. And Theo is He's a little shithead. He's a not- shit. a shithead anyway.
1: Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Um.
2: <laughs> I-, I don't really have any other theories because, like, this- I'm just like, well, I don't know what the fuck they're gonna do. You know, like, yeah. obviously we know what's gonna happen in the movie. So, like, some things I can be like, okay, like I can predict. You know, we know. Um. That's a good theory though. That's a yeah. really good theory. Do, do you have any theories, Sam? Uh, absolutely not. I am clueless. <laughs> right, well, I think we can <laughs> end it on our favorite scenes.
0: Oh, yay! Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, someone else can go because I, I have to think about this one. I did not... I just... I
1: Well, I don't want to say it. I always say somebody else's favorite scene, so I want you two to go first.
2: I'll go first. Mine's probably not yours, so I think we're in the clear, but... Okay. I actually, and you'll love this because you're a little ho foot, um, (laughs) but it was a hard foot scene and it's when Nori is leaving and because like she kind of had some difficulty with relating to her mom earlier in the season and she says, you know, mom, like, I'll be careful out there. And her mom- Oh, my God, stop. I'm going to cry right now. Oh, you'll be bold. (laughs) That hit me so hard. And also, I just want to mention, honorable mention here, which is also within the same scene, is when Poppy is saying goodbye and she calls her a fucking ankle head. I was like, that is a diss. (laughs) That's a diss. God. God. Uh, It It was just really lovely. I loved it it was so good.
0: Yeah. That, um, Oh God, that whole thing was so good. I thought they did it so well. Uh, I don't want to say that as my favorite because I, again, inconsolably sobbed. Um, although I really do like when shows make me feel things, you know, we want to feel things sometimes that bit though, where, um, Mary gold says that to her, I like, I knew it was coming. There was a little bit of a pause before she says it. And I was like, I thought she was going to say, you'll be brave, um, bold, same thing. But when she, like when it ever came out of her mouth, I was like, "Ah!" (laughs) it was just, I was like an absolute fucking mess. Um, but I want to say my favorite scene was probably the, uh, Galadriel, um, Hallbrand confrontation, just specifically because not because of Hallbrand at all, because fuck that guy. But, um, Mm -hmm it was it literally was just the the effects of it the special effects uh um, yeah. the visuals of it were so fucking cool I was like yeah I could watch this over and over again really felt like a movie it felt like I should have been watching it in a movie theater so like that yeah. that was that was really cool so that was my favorite of the episode
1: oh yeah all right same same, same. <laughs> <laughs> that that was mine I well the thing the thing is is like I It's almost if I had to pick one scene, it's obviously that I think this the the scene specifically is seeing their reflection in the water. Yes, like specifically, like if I if I had to pick one like scene from it, it would be that. But I think as a whole, just the I, I don't know the visuals of a lot of it, like going from the the three strangers bowing to mm. meteor man and mm. then the just complete opposite of him killing them and that you see them as skeletons yeah like you know as apparitions and like you know being destroyed and they're they're yeah. skeletons and then just when you know the scene when they're on you know how and galadriel are on the boat or the raft or whatever when they're back on there and they're like yelling at each other and his eyes are changing every time they go back to his eyes like first they're bloodshot then they're you know then you see like these veins coming out of like his eyes like he's straining and then the, they go you know back to it a third time and then his eyes completely changed and they're you know the, the like cat eyes like you know it's just I don't know and then just seeing this the, the eye of sauron when the the mithril is put in there and then seeing the reflection of mount doom in his eye, it's very like eye focused
0: yeah yeah well it's actually funny because like we mentioned last episode was called the eye yeah and so that i guess is bringing that whole thing yeah but even
1: but even just the the scene at the end of Halbrand being on the mountain and like that overlooking uh, Mordor and Mount Doom is also kind of a callback to um, the scene from the movies where they first uh, show up at Mordor and they, they give the same landscaping like shot. Yeah, the only difference is that there um, the tower is there um, that Saruman is is at where the, the eye of Sauron is at the top of that tower. That's the only difference between the landscape of this episode and then in the movie. But it's still, yeah. it's shot from almost the same exact spot. Yeah. That they that they shot from where Halbrand is. So it's like, you know, Mount Doom, you know, kind of, not, not dead center, but kind of off to the right. But then like in the movie, it shows the same spot, Mount Doom, but then on the left is the tower with Sauron's eye on top. Mm-hmm. So even just like it's, it's like cinematically just stuff like that. And then even just like the downward like um shot that they have over the forge like when they're forging the rings. Yeah. Like that's that stuff yes. is really cool too.
0: Yeah. You- I
2: did really enjoy the melted uh, blade. I hated that she had to do that but even just like seeing that from the aerial view I was like wow that's really cool yeah. how they got that. Which
1: was also a, crazy enough that that was a, a question that a lot of people had when they did the promo of the Rings of Power because they, they did a, a promo thing Um, I forgot how long ago it was but it was basically showing like melted metal or molten metal going through the the words rings a power and people are like oh that's really good cgi no it actually wasn't cgi it was actual it was actually real molten metal Mm -hmm. that they that they filmed and that's just how good the fucking cameras are i know so it's just the fact that like that was probably real too and probably wasn't cgi
0: yeah yeah okay exactly. yeah it, it was really
2: really cool it was really clear i i really enjoyed that like it was such a small thing but i was like
0: wow that looks fucking great like yeah, what? Yeah.
2: Am-
0: when well, seeing anything forged is actually really fucking dope it like is. it's really cool to watch it but honestly okay thinking of our favorite scenes of the episode do you guys have a favorite scene of the season that you can think of
2: yeah it's yes a hundred percent what is yours maddie it's the that's the fucking fight dance scene that she does in the dance (laughs) it was so smooth smooth and it was so beautiful and it was choreographed so well like i i that definitely for for sure
0: actually what uh i listened to that episode back and you um related it to the matrix but i got Charlie's Angel's full throttle
2: from that one. <laughs> I mean, she had one move where she kind of bends back. I wanted yeah. <laughs> I was like, they should have lingered 1.3 seconds longer, and it would have been fucking chef's kiss mm-hmm. out of the fucking ballpark, home run, baby. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it reminds me of like what is that fight style called? I think it's cool, coer. Cool- Oh my God! It starts with a C U E P Cooperera or something. I, i'm sorry, Everybody, I know what this is called. I just cannot remember it. It's like a, it's a it's like a fighting style, but it looks a lot like dance, and it kind of is dance. Mm. Fuck! Yeah. I'm so sorry. I'll. Okay, it's, it's okay. We'll come back, to it. We'll, come wait, back are- to it.
1: we'll look it up. Wait, is it uh, Capoeira? thank you is that i don't i'm probably not even saying that the only the only reason that i know what you're talking about is because of video games and i I played i played a lot of tekken there you go and there is a character in tekken named eddie gordo and that is his fighting style he does it's almost it almost looks like breakdancing
2: yeah 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 i've always liked that i don't know how the fuck i know about it probably from video games because i think my ex-boyfriend probably put me onto that but you know we're hoes we don't shout out exes well fuck (laughs) them but also i'm just
0: like oh yeah like where did i see that um okay jenna favorite scene of the season do you have one
1: Mount doom
0: Doom, it being created yeah yeah
1: just that that whole sequence of Mount Doom being created because I just the just the scene of the the lava and like the the chunks of molten rock like shooting out and the lightning and the like in the clouds and just the the whole thing and then more because not just visually but because it put a greater meaning behind the orcs as well and what they were doing because now we realize that the trenches were built for this. But yeah. there was just this massive plan that was happening that we kind of saw bits and pieces of, but we didn't exactly know what was going to happen with it. And it just all came together and made sense. Yeah. You know, yeah, with, you know, Aaron Deer saying, oh, I recognize, you know, this hilt. It looks familiar. And then they find the the engraving in the wall and it's uh, you know and they realize that the sword is a key and then mm-hmm. you know like i said the the trench is being built and we know that it's just uh this literal waterway for this master plan to happen it's just like they've been giving us bits and pieces of it throughout the entire series and uh throughout the whole season and for it to all come together and have that visually happen that was my favorite yeah super cool
0: super cool oh um God. i am in between a few um and this is gonna sound horrible because i remember on i think it was episode two where Hallbrand finally like fights pe- the the dudes from numenor and we saw some like gore finally oh, no yeah. like, i was like yes i'm a gory person <laughs> i really do love like fighting and gore but like i almost want to say that my favorite scene is where the harfoots first start to migrate and they all the camouflage, uh, <laughs> and it's so fucking funny
1: and it's cute. Really cute.
0: Um, it would either be that or uh, when the Numenorians and Galadriel come in and save uh the Southlanders, uh-huh. and they're all in white, which yeah. I loved. I loved that because we, ha- I don't think I've ever seen that. Um, where an army is all in white armor, it was really, really visually cool yeah Um, and just it was very much like battle the bastards uh come save the day at the very last minute and you know you just can't help but like stand up and cheer for them but yeah so it's either between the the prairie dog Harfoots um and their (laughs) camp fudge or that one like badass galadriel horse scene you know with the army and white yeah
2: no those are really good honestly like jenna too like they they did a good job throughout the whole series. And I'll say just a quick honorable mention, all the fight scenes with Erendir. I mean, oh yeah, that, that, mm-hmm. that was a huge contender for me too. I was like, ooh, I don't know. And now I'm just realizing like, am I team elf? Like my two favorite scenes, elves fighting, loves it. <laughs> of course you are. Of course, because I'm <laughs> a little elf right now. Yeah. <laughs> see my big old pointy ears. It's a thing. <laughs> yep.
0: Um. Yeah, well, uh, it I don't like, it's wait like two years for this. I know. It's really bittersweet. It's like, I, I didn't, it didn't really dawn on me that this was the last pod of this season. Um, you know, maybe we'll find something creative to to talk about. You know, oh, like sure we'll, do, we we'll do some other ones. You know, Maddie and I have some stuff in the works. Um, Jenna is always, you know, we're always thinking about ways to bring her back in um, in different episodes and series that we're doing you know this is ending we have house of the dragon we only have one episode left as of when we're filming this or you know recording this so
1: i i can't wait to see the the black side of things oh my god
0: yeah yeah Yeah. can't fucking wait so (sighs) um so we have two of our first series that we're doing coming to an end so we're you know it's kind of like open season baby we and but like the options are limitless you know uh so with that being said, I guess I'll just say that, you know, keep up with us on social more than anything. We'll be announcing all new stuff. On yeah. The
2: end. yeah um, we'll be coming up with some new fun stuff to do. Um, you know, we like doing the podcast. We like talking about it. It's dissect. plus like we're going to do it anyways. You know, if we're not <laughs> on the phone for three hours, then we're recording the podcast. So yeah. we definitely appreciate you guys listening to us all season having fun you know like just laying it My,
1: We might venture off and be some real hoes and not talk about things on hbo they have no idea yeah you never know
2: i mean yeah. and then you can come back and share your host stories
1: with HBO.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and maybe That's we'll bad. read it well maybe Ooh. we'll read it if it's not too bad yeah 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 <laughs> Well, oh not so yeah, posted, keep up with us. Um yeah, no, so you can follow us on social. We're on Twitter, hb underscore hose. We're probably on that one more than anything. Um, but we're also on Instagram, hb.hose, and you can email us always at at hbhose.com. Yeah. And uh yeah, Jenna, tell them where to find you.
1: Uh Twitter and Instagram. Oh Jenna Elise and on Twitch as well. Just Jenna elise.
0: oh my god you should make dual profiles and it should be ho jenna elise oh my god oh no oh, my god. <laughs> oh my gosh oh my god like if you ever had an only fans
1: <laughs> oh my lord oh my oh god, god. Well, listen, guys catch
2: up with us stay watching for our shit we'll have some more content yeah. coming
1: out um i did like like tiktok stuff may, maybe who who knows yeah, so the, yeah. the world definitely- the world is a uh, oyster yeah and
2: we're definitely bringing jenna back for some other stuff so like you know like check us
0: out hang out 100 yeah, 100 um we know for sure what we have in the pipeline mm-hmm. is um the white lotus which is starting on hbo on october 30th so you'll get the first the first, uh, episode of season two discussion for that almost right away after house of the dragon is done. Um, and then, yeah, we're going over the calendar. We will share everything that we're going to be doing with you, but trust me, it's going to be content fucking overload. So don't worry. We're not going anywhere. Yeah. You little fucking sluts. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, sayonara for now hose. Yeah. See you later. We'll catch Love you yeah. on next Bye.
1: Bye.